Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting and cross-stitching, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping an organized home. I've got my cup of tea in hand, so grab yours and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 105. Welcome, welcome, my friends. How are you? I am sitting here um, on Labor Day in the U.S., and uh, it's uh, it's been a good day so far. It's still the morning. I've got my cup of tea here, which is a tea I've talked about before. My daughter gave it to me, I think, for Mother's Day. She really knows me. It is the Republic of Tea Blackberry Sage. So it's a black tea with just a, just a little wonderful essence of, of blackberry. I don't like really flavored teas, but this is, is perfect with a little splash of milk in it. It's delicious. I'm really on my caffeine buzz. <laughs> this morning I did my, even though it was the holiday, I got up, I did my 6 a.m. workout class and then went out for coffee at this new coffee place in town with the the other women from my workout class. And so that was really fun. That's like a new little bit of community that uh, that I've got now that uh, I didn't even know I needed. But apparently I am a group fitness gal and I had no idea. It just, it gets me up. And doing that thing that I've wanted to do for so many years regularly, which is uh, strength train. So uh, summer is winding down, although... Um, it's a beautiful, you know, I think it'll just be in the 70s today. So it's a beautiful day here. Um, but what where I live in Southern California, we do this every single year. It starts to cool down and everyone is like, yay, it's fall. And we get all excited. And then it's 100 degrees the next week. So there's always a false start to fall and we cannot fall for it this year. So I'm sure it'll be hot later. But uh, I know where a lot of you guys live, you know, it really is uh, transitioning into fall and um I know people love that. And I do love September and I love fall, but um, I love summer. I'm a California girl. I love summer. So it's always a little bit sad to me uh, when it winds down. It's, it's less of a big deal now, but back in the day when the kids were home, um, you know, we went from this very laid back. I was not a person that I wanted my kids in camps. I know some people just, you know, they want to keep their kids busy, busy, busy. We were a lazy summer family. And um, sort of the double whammy of going back to school plus all the activity starting. I felt like we should be able to ease into that. <laughs> but school would start and scouts would start and soccer would start and marching band would start. And it was just, we went from just so relaxed to completely overscheduled. So that is not a problem for me at this point in my life as an empty nester. Um, so I have to fill it with other projects like um, the project I've been working on this year to um, fix up the kids' rooms to reflect our current um, time of life here. And um, so I'm sitting in what was my daughter's room that used to be a very blue and now it's a very beautiful, neutrally off-white thing. Um, so the, these two rooms, are I'm doing two rooms. They've been painted now, which was like, it took me forever to uh, find a painter. And, and we they needed the the ceiling and this one is above our, our yes, well, it's the floor to the attic and it had some issues. So anyways, it took a long time to find someone to repair and paint these rooms. So that is done and I'm very happy. And I've had a very unfulfilling long weekend of shopping both online and in person for things like 
um, furniture for this for this room. We already have furniture for the other room and bedding and and just these all these decisions and uh, none of it really worked out. I feel like I've invested like ten hours, which I can only call research at this point because. And I just don't like to shop. We actually went to the mall recently. I don't like to go to the mall anymore. I just, yeah. So I think COVID really did in any shopping love for me. So anyways, um, moving forward on this project very slowly, but in at a very uh, frustrating pace. So it's, uh, it's, it's been hard. Um, it's a first world problem. I, I guarantee that. <laughs> Um, we do leave for a trip to Chicago in, um, I guess a week. And, um, so I've been to Chicago, uh, I don't know, I want to say many times, you know, uh, half between a half dozen and a dozen times. And, um, and I love it. But if you guys have any like must see places to go, I mean, there's, there's the obvious ones of, we're going to go to the art museum and the bean and the Sears tower and you walk the miracle mile, um, you know, those, those types of things. Um, but if you have any like really good, uh, restaurant suggestions, my youngest son will turn 21 while we're there. We will go to a blues club at some point. I don't know which one. And we might even go get tickets to see second city. We'll see. Um, but so we need to find like a nice restaurant for his birthday dinner. So if you have any suggestions, um, just let me know. You can uh, email me, you can put it in the show in, um, as a comment on the show notes, you can put it in the, the Facebook group, whatever you want. Um, but I would love to hear if you have any tips. I am going to do my thing like I did when I went to Stockholm is I'm going to say, we have five days in Chicago. Um, and put it into chat GPT and say, build me an itinerary and see what it comes up with. So anyways, without any further ado, let's um, move on to the quilting segment. I'd like to thank the Fat Quarter Shop once more for sponsoring this podcast. The Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop shop for quilting fabrics for, and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and cross-stitch supplies. This month, you can get the Be Basics collection by Lori Holt for 20% off. I love this collection. Um, it has a rainbow full of perfectly paired fabrics with all kinds of cute motifs like stitched hearts, scissors, needles, threads, diamonds, circles, little stitch marks, tons of gingham. It's absolutely darling. I have used it in multiple quilts. And as always, check the Jolly Jabber blog for so much information on all the quilt alongs and stitch alongs that they host throughout the year. They are so fabulous with that and stitching along with the community is uh, is so much fun. So feel free to check out the show notes and I'll have all the links for you. Well, I am excited to report that I almost have another finished quilt top. I finished the Great Granny Square a month or so ago, and then I started um, my second Cabin Valley quilt that I'm doing in what's called the Modern Ombre. Um, and I just used the suggested colors from the pattern because I love it. It, it, it um, you know, it was like a, a rainbow effect or a, an ombre effect starting with dark blues, and it goes into... Um, some greens and yellows and pinks and I love it the blocks came together in no time once you've cut them um, 
it's just, I don't even know how many blocks it is, but you know, let's just say it's 35 blocks and they're different colors, but, but they go together all the same. So it, you know, you can just really get into quite a, um, a rhythm with it. And now I've, so I've finished all the blocks and I've put, they're set on, it's log, it's a modern log cabin. Um, but it's not really put together like a log cabin. You know, it gives you the impression of a log cabin, but we know the log cabin is built a certain way and this is not quite that. But that now these these blocks are set on point. So I've done all the sashing between the blocks, which could kind of go diagonally. And now I am um, sewing the triangles on the end of each end to make it a rectangle. And... Um, I got to that point kind of uh, late one night and decided, okay, I could easily make mistakes here, so I don't want to continue. Like I, I needed to take a break, so I need to get back to that. Oh, and I do, I need to do the sashing between the rows. The, and again, the rows are on the diagonal because of it being sent on set on point. And the whole thing felt a little complicated at 10 o'clock at night for me. <laughs> and so I want to get back to that. And um, and then for my next quilt project, yeah, I need to figure, I need to figure out what that is. I have two people that I would potentially like to make quilts for. And um, I'm going to check out Robin Pickens. Um, she is a Moda designer. She is the designer be behind the fabric called Thatched. And she has a lot of very cool kind of modern patterns. And I remember looking through them about six months ago and thinking, oh, there's a number of these I wouldn't mind making. So I think I'm gonna check that out. Um, one quilt I wanna make would be um, for a man, a friend. And then another one would be um, more for like a, a, young, a young woman. And so I think a little bit more of a modern aesthetic would be appropriate for both of those. So, um, and well, one of them I was thinking about is a few years ago, time goes so fast is probably five plus years ago, I made a pattern that was in a magazine. I think it was American Patchwork and Quilting um, called, they called it Indigo Illusion. And it was with this Boro fabric line from Moda. And then the background fabric was like a white linen and uh, I didn't quite know what I was getting into when I got those fabrics from Moda, but oh, it is like one of my favorite quilts. And it's one of those, um, I think they, well, they called it Indigo Illusion. I think the Indigo was because it's all blue and white. And then the Illusion is it's one of those things with um, a lot of half square triangles. So it looks like there's curved piecing, but there actually isn't. And I wouldn't, re I wouldn't mind remaking that quilt. It's been many years and that might be a good, a good choice for one of these. So, um, Anyway, so I'm kind of thinking about that. Um, I'm also thinking about the, I think it's called the Stitchy Stars Quilt Along. I talked about it last week. It's a table runner pattern that's got um, a number of stars and um, uh, Fat Quarter Shop's doing a quilt along for um, different colorations of the same pattern for the different seasons. So um, I think a fall, so they're gonna, in September here, this is the beginning of September, they're doing the stitch along for um, the fall version. And I might pull some fabric for that. My friend Vicki over at My Creative Corner 3 has pulled fabric and started her version. And um, yeah, she has me inspired to give it a try. And also, um, as I'm thinking about these rooms, so, you know, I'm trying to, to redo these two kids rooms and it's, it's, 
none of the childhood furniture is is making the cut here and so we're buying furniture and then i've got all these walls to fill and um, the room i'm in right now the the there's a big old wall that my daughter's dresser used to be on when this was her room but but by putting different furniture in here, it's it's better for that dresser to go on another wall. So there's a big old blank wall at the foot of a bed. And I'm thinking that maybe I, I need to start thinking about hanging quilts on walls just to take up space. <laughs> you know, I, um, I just... I am not a good decorator, so I just I want I want, I need just some big simple elements in these rooms, and so I'm I, I'm also kind of and a lot of the quilts that I've made don't quite seem like wall quilts, so that's another thing that I want to just kind of keep in mind um, for future quilt projects. So in terms of stitching and knitting, I haven't done a lot because I have been sewing, and that's been really fun um, just to get in there making myself go in there after dinner and, and then I get into it and I've, again I'm just I'm watching suits <laughs> I talked about that before very lightweight drama but it's so perfect for sewing because it's so heavily dialogue um, that you know I, I can I don't really have to look at my I have my iPad set up don't really have to look at it very often although I will admit that you know every once in a while I'll think I have lost the thread of this case they're working on but it doesn't matter because it's not really about that so that's been really fun um, every you know a few nights I pulled out my elementary wrap and worked on that and I am you know I think I said last time that I had rolled a ball of sock yarn um, one day and I think that I will maybe cast on some socks and take those to Chicago because sock knitting is so, such good airport and plane knitting. And my elementary shawl, it's just, it takes up too much room in like my backpack. Uh, it's just because it's getting really big. So I think I will cast on a pair of um, socks. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. I love to knit socks, even though I don't feel like I'm great at it. <laughs> Let's move on to books. Um, I have been reading The Crossing Places by Ellie Griffiths. I don't know if I was reading that last time. I feel like I have not made a lot of progress reading-wise because I've been sewing right up to bedtime, and then I read, and in two minutes I'm falling asleep. But again, Ellie Griffiths is this wonderful uh, mystery writer that I have um, recently discovered, although she's written plenty of books. This is the first one in her more famous series called the Ruth Galloway series, and it's it's okay. I will definitely finish it, but I'm I'm not attached to this character yet, <laughs> and um, I kind of sometimes the the first one of, of a series is a little bit rough, and then they find their footing later on. And I don't know. There's a dozen or more, I think, of the Ruth Galloway series, so I'm gonna um, get through that one. And then um, the the first two books that I read by Ellie Griffiths are more her her more recent. Um, ones which she has started a series with a new detective protagonist called Harbinder Cower and I really enjoyed those two and the third one just recently came out and I purchased the ebook version of that and so I'm kind of but I'm making myself finish this <laughs> the uh, the crossing places first so that'll be next up um, I also just got from the library um, weekday vegetarians, a cookbook, my friend Frances over at the Off Kilter Quilt and Quilt Fiction. Um, she recommended, and I feel like I've checked this book out before. Um, and you know, we are trying to do more vegetarian meals and, um, I don't have enough in my repertoire. So I, I want to take a good look through that and, um, try some of those recipes. 
And the other one I checked out was the Clean Mama book. So, you know, I'm, I've, I've talked about incessantly on this podcast, I'm, I'm a fly lady gal, and that works for me when I actually work the system. But um, I, I've done this before and I'll do it again, I'm sure. But I kind of um, am investigating the Clean Mama way of doing things, which is, you know, just a little bit different. But also kind of the way I, my, my new way of doing the, the weekly cleaning for Fly Lady is to do one task a day, like do clean the bathrooms one morning, dust one morning, sweep one morning, that kind of a thing. And that's how the Clean Mama does it, um, as opposed to, I mean, you can do it however you want with Fly Lady. She kind of has you do that all in one day. So I just basically wanted to see how Clean Mama handles the, um, the, thing beyond, the things beyond just keeping the house tidy and, and, and surface cleaned day to day like how do we get how does she work in the um the deep cleaning and as she calls them rotating tasks and um so i haven't actually had a chance to delve into that book but you know i'm just kind of trying to to tweak it to to exactly what will work for me which has been working pretty well lately as a matter of fact today um i should have done it this weekend but i haven't i'm trying to take um one um one day on the weekend and do a little bit of a, a deeper clean and just, you know, get as far as I can and call it done. I'll actually have more on that at the end of the podcast where I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. So that's what I've been um, reading. I feel like that has not been very much, but, you know, we have we ebb and flow around here. So um, let's talk about TV and I want to say movies, but I haven't seen a movie. So we finished The Bear. Oh my gosh, the bear it was so good. It's on Hulu. Um, it's uh, just finished the second season, and um, in the first season, it's about a guy that goes and takes over his brother's restaurant called the Beef in Chicago. So that was fun. The fact that this is all set in Chicago is really fun, and it's like a, a sandwich joint. We kind of joked about finding a restaurant like that in Chicago. Could we find a place like the beef? Um, And then the second season, things transitioned into setting up for a different kind of more fine dining restaurant called The Bear. And just, it it was such a masterful second season. I I preferred it to the first one because the first season, it's a lot of intense kitchen scenes, you know, like Gordon Ramsay style where people are screaming at each other and things are going wrong. And I, I kind of found it stressful. I mean, it was good, but it was stressful. And the second season has a completely different vibe. And at one point, they, there's a Christmas episode and Jamie Lee Curtis and Bob Odenkirk are in it. It's like so good. And then um, they kind of transition to doing episodes that are more focused on a single character. And that was amazing. There's this one that uh, one episode that takes place in Copenhagen and it really made me want to go to Denmark and to solving. I talked about last time too. So um, anyways, that is, if you haven't seen that, that is an absolutely beautifully done show. Um, and then weirdly, another show, I don't know if I talked about this in another episode because this was a while ago but we watched this uh, i think it's a netflix series called the beef not related to the restaurant the beef from the bear um and this one i just have to give you some warnings that it's it can be pretty graphic in sort of every way um (laughs) but the idea with the beef is that these two people who are having a bad day get into i was supposed to maybe like a little a little car accident or you know like something relatively minor but because of the headspace that they are both in they react very badly and get into this whole um 
like vendetta against each other that takes you places you would never imagine. Um, so it was it was a weird, it was a very weird show. Uh, we watched it when my daughter was here. So I guess we started it in the summer. I'm, and I'm not, I can't remember talking about it. So anyways, um, but there, you know, I'm going to give you some mature audience warnings on that one. And we're, we're continuing to love Only Murders in the Building. I've talked about that one. Um, sadly, we're to the point now where we have to wait a whole week between episodes. Remember when that was just life? And now I'm so disappointed that I just can't click next episode, next episode. Um, okay, so the other show um, that my husband and I just finished last night is called Fisk. F-I-S-K, and it's just something that Netflix kind of served up to us, and I was like, that looks interesting, and um, it was, it was so funny, it was delightful, so this isn't actually, it was just on Netflix, but it's an Australian show, it takes place in Melbourne, and it's about a woman who is going through a divorce, and she's moved to a new city, and she is, um, going to take this job at, she's a lawyer at a place that does like wills and probate and things like that. And she's, she's kind of a mess, (laughs) you know, she just personally, and she wears these ridiculous baggy suits just because she absolutely does not care what she looks like, doesn't want to think about how to dress. And so that's, it's always very funny. And it's just this tiny little office of this um, brother and sister lawyers and a very uh, funny sort of receptionist person. And, um, and she's just very socially awkward and not that great at what she does. And it's, it's very, very funny. So I definitely recommend Fisk. Um, And then, as I said before, I'm just like blowing through suits so fast um, as I just sort of let it run while I spend a few hours sewing. One of you, and I can't think of who it was right now, um, sent me an email and said that um, suits gets old after the first few seasons. And I can totally get that because I'm somewhere in the middle of the second season. And I'm just not sure how much longer I'm going to be able to like stand it, if you know what I mean. Like, because it's, uh, there's a lot of backbiting and bickering and things like that. It's very political. So anyway, so that um, is what i um, been reading and watching. We may go see the Indiana Jones movie today um, on Labor Day. So we'll see. I'm not sure. Okay, let's talk, you know, homemaking and things that we're doing around the house here. And what I have been inspired to do recently is to get back into decluttering. Um, I, I kind of thought, you know, we've been through this house kind of twice in the last, I don't know, at this point, five or six years. Like we did, my husband and I did a very thorough declutter about five years ago. And, um, you know, and, and things creep back in, but it's it's not too horrible. But one day I was started thinking about, um, you know, like, so what is left to declutter? What do I need to declutter again? And realize I started just making a list. And, you know, instead of like doing the fly lady, we're in this zone or whatever, I'm like, I'm just going to hit the things that really bother me. And, and one of them was this little uh, overflow storage that's in our master bedroom closet for bathroom stuff. And I just t- tore that apart. I might have talked about that already and put it back together. Um, and then the thing that I just kind of made a mental note when I went into a space, like which where where did I get that feeling of ugh? And so um, back when we used to have landlines, there's this area in the kitchen that had the phone, and above that is where we would keep 
crayons and watercolors and highlighters and pens and, you know, all that kind of protractors and calculators and, I don't know, um, fertilizer for houseplants, flashlights, sunscreen, stuff like that. And that was like kind of a wreck. So I pulled all that out one day last week and it's just so funny, like... We have a flashlight on our phone, right? We had an entire bin of flashlights that didn't work, you know. I have this huge thing of crayons we've had since the kids, and I'm unwilling to get rid of those, but I took all the the crayons and um, things like that, colored pencils, and I put them somewhere else by some craft supplies that I have in another cupboard, which again, I'm not completely, I, I got rid of a lot of that stuff, but you know, every once in a while, having some construction paper comes in handy. Um, and, and colored pencils, frankly. So I know where they are, but they're not like at, at this point, like they were at the most accessible place. And it's like, it is the last thing I'm going to reach for is crayons, but they are in the easiest place to get to. So I was able to just kind of really figure out, so what is the right thing? What do, what do we need in here now? And so it's much emptier and much easier to get to. And um, so that felt good. So then, you know, buoyed by that, I moved on to the drawer below that cabinet, which can only be called the junk drawer, which um, I had gone through again, I don't know, it was probably more than five years ago, but it wasn't too bad. But again, you know, just took everything out. We had like, you know, I save every rubber band that comes into the house like a hoarder. <laughs> everything, we get a, just one weekly newspaper and, and you know, asparagus, you know, like, I, and I was just like, this is ridiculous. I have hundreds of rubber bands. This is so dumb. Um, so just got rid of things like that. I also had a stack of business cards and I went through and kept like three because I'm like, oh, I kind of would like to, like, this might be the only place I have that number. Um, but that was really nice. And then that actually, I got my husband on board and we tackled the scary cord drawer. So we have a drawer, it's small, but it, the purpose of it was where you could go and find an extra you know, cable to charge your phone or if we had some extra earbuds. But then it just became the thing of anytime there was a cord, you didn't know what to do with it was in there. And then it became worthless because you just open the drawer and close it again. As a matter of fact, it's so funny because I know my daughter, when she drove to Chicago, she went to Target to buy some cheap earbuds with an old fashioned phone jack as opposed to like a lightning cable um, for some reason. And then when we cleaned out this drawer, I found like four pairs. <laughs> You know? So we went through that. We uh, it, it, like figured out what every cord was for. Just got rid of one. Like we like we we just need two backups of each kind of cord, you know. And I'm um, so that cord that drawer is actually useful again. So anyway, so um, I get I get a real high off of those things, and I I'm happy now. Every time I open that cabinet where the crayons used to be, and I can get what I need to get. So um, so that's my my. Uh, my new goal now is I made a list in my little homemaking binder and I'm just going to check them off one by one. So that has been, been pretty fun. Oh, also that got me thinking about how we use spaces differently now that we're empty nesters. And for instance, so we, we read our, I felt, I still think of it as the new kitchen. We redid our kitchen now 20 years ago, but still, so the pantry, when you open it up, has these very, the shelves are, you know, their drawers, the shelves pull out and they just have like, I don't know, a little two inch rim around them so things don't fall out. And the one again, right in front of you when you open the pantry used to be for 
cereal and bread and things like that, which we used a lot of back in the day when I had kids. I don't buy cereal anymore. We actually keep bread in the freezer now because we eat it so infrequently. So that whole shelf that is right in front of you, like it just, it has nuts now and some dried fruit. Like I'm just like, you know what? This is dumb. <laughs> the most accessible shelf is basically empty. So, and now I'm realizing, you know, cause cereal boxes were tall. Like I could fit a second shelf in there and we can pull things out of storage that is in a less desirable place. And, you know, again, just a rearrange the space that fits for this season of life. So that's been kind of a, a, a revelation I keep having of, oh, we can use this space differently now. Um, so, so that has been fun. But between you and me, I cannot wait until these two kids' rooms are completely done and I don't have to think about them anymore because I am mentally exhausted from trying to make decisions that are not panning out. So um, I guess I got another short one for you this week. I just It's summer and I just haven't been as busy as, uh, as I've been in the past but I would like to thank Bev in Cape Cod for leaving a very sweet review on Apple Podcasts. I completely appreciate that. And if you feel so inclined, please pop over there and rate and review the podcast so that other people can find it. I hope that you guys have a wonderful week. And as always, you can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, on Instagram at Kristen Esser. And please join um, the Simple Handmade Every Day private Facebook group where people are sharing the things that they are making. It's a wonderful community over there, and it helps us to keep the conversation going. Have a wonderful week.